Hello, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Doug McLeod, and I'd like to welcome you to the Open Door Baptist Church podcast. The message you're about to hear is from Sunday, November 20th, 2022. You might notice it's a little shorter than usual. This week, Open Door held its annual Pie and Praise Sunday, where members share testimonies and give thanks to the Lord, accompanied by a meaningful song or hymn. Then we gather in our fellowship hall for some pre-Thanksgiving goodies. Pastor Timothy Robinson shares his testimony and delivers a message from Luke chapter 8, verse 39, titled, I will declare the goodness of Jesus. Here's Pastor Robinson. I just want to read a uh, psalm from Psalm 66, verses 16 through 19. Um, I'm actually going to be in Luke for a little bit, but uh, I just, this, this passage just really uh, touched me this week as I thought about us uh, coming together and doing a, a, a high praise, a time of testimony. So I just want to read it, then I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go to the book of Luke. Um, Psalm 66, verse 16 through 19. This is David. David says this, Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. This is David saying that I want to tell the testimony of God. I want you to hear what he has done for my soul. And we just heard many people do that. And it was a blessing to hear those, uh, those testimonies. So let's, let's pray. Father, I thank you how you've served us so well and how we've, we, we just heard how you have served uh, members in, of this body here uh, in such unique ways, uh, showing your glory, but also showing that you would not drop us, you would not lose us, that, that we can trust in you. Jesus, you, you never forsake. You keep your word. You are everything that you said you are. So I, I'm just thankful that we can rest in you. So, Father, I just pray that you would uh, be with us as we continue to hear testimonies. And as we fellowship downstairs, we thank, I thank you for the fellowship. As Christina said, uh, just uh, the way she said it was amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing that you've called us into your family, into your body. But you also call us into this unity that we can do life together uh, with the love that you've poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So, God, I, I thank you for that. And may we just continue to do that, not just today when we leave uh, this building but that we would just be vessels of, of testimony of your glory to others, uh, no matter where we find ourselves. I scald this in Jesus' name. Amen. What a blessing it is for us to just to hear these wonderful testimonies of the goodness of God. And, and I say it's wonderful because, you know, we, we live in a fallen world of darkness. We, we fall into worry. Uh, we fall into to despair. And so it's good to be reminded that God never sleeps. It's good to be reminded that he has the victory. And it's good to be reminded that all over the world, God is he's pushing back darkness with his light. And it's good to be reminded that in the unknown, and that's what I call just the things I just don't, I just don't know. I just don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm wondering what's going on. It's good to know in the unknown that God is for me, that God is for us. And I think about this, just the... Um, idea of testimonies, I always think back to Luke 8. 
So if you have your Bibles, just turn there. I want to give a short word from Luke 8, 39, and, and I also want to give my testimony. I've written something as well. Um, in Luke 8, we meet a man that has been possessed with many demons. So many that when Jesus asks the, the demon its name, it responds legion because there are, there are so many. The scripture says this man, he's been kept under guard and he was bound with chains and shackles because he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. So people were afraid of this man. Uh, spiritual darkness had overtaken this man and he was living in tombs and scripture points out that he was naked. The demons see that it's Jesus and they acknowledge him as Jesus, son of the most high God. And then Jesus, he uh, expels the demon, he casts the demon out of the man, and he casts the demon into a herd of pigs, and the pigs wash, uh, rush into water, and they drown. Now, when you get to Luke 8, 35, it says, then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone. He was sitting at the feet of Jesus, he was clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. They were afraid of the naked, possessed man, and now they are afraid because this man is now clothed and he's in his right mind sitting at the feet of Jesus. Verse 38 says the man begs to, to be with Jesus. He doesn't want to leave Jesus. He wants to stay with Jesus. And, and I, would have, I would have done the same thing, too, if I was that man. Let Jesus, take me with you. I, I want to be with you. But listen to what Jesus tells him in verse 39. He says this. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, this man, he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had did for him. Amen. My testimony is this. I had heard of Jesus and attended church and I had participated in many Christian things, but my heart had not come to know Jesus personally. I was just doing what every, everyone else was doing, basically, when it came to Christianity, going to church, saying prayers, um, kind of just watch, doing whatever I saw family members do. I lived most of my young life as if there was no God, but it wasn't until I was in the military that I professed and decided that clearly I believed with all my heart that there was no God. The purpose of life for me then was to seek pleasure. So I lived for pleasure, ignoring the convictions that would come from people trying to give me the light of the gospel. I wasn't in my right mind because Satan had blinded me to the glory of Jesus. I lived for the pleasures of the world. First John two sixteen through 17 says this for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. When friends and family members find out that I'm a pastor now, some laugh and they usually say, no way. No way. They respond like the people who came to see the demon-possessed man after that man had been with Jesus. They were afraid because they knew how that man used to be. But see, when that demon-possessed man met Jesus, that man was changed. Bible says that man was now clothed, and he's in his right mind, and he's sitting at the feet of Jesus. That man had been healed. I remember like it was yesterday. On a Tuesday night, I declared I was going to kill myself. 
I looked up at the sky and I said, if you're real, God, I'm coming to meet you. That Wednesday morning, Tony went to work. I was alone. I had written a suicide note and I was sitting on the couch contemplating how am I going to leave this earth? Will it be pills? What am I going to do? And then it happened. Some Mormons came to my door. I didn't know much about them, but I had just watched the HBO series on Mormons. And so, no, I wasn't opening that door. And then another knock happened. I answered hoping it was the Mormons so I could beat them up. But it was an old lady named Joanne. Joanne wanted to know if she could take some measurements because our apartments were basically the same. She was moving in. She wanted to take some measurements for the windows. I said no, and I closed the door. She knocked again. She begged me, please, it will take less than five minutes. And I said, no, lady. She said, sir, just less than five minutes. And so I said, you know what? Hurry up. As she is measuring, she is singing Amazing Grace. And I said, oh, you go to church. She turns around and she says, yes, and you would love my pastor. Let me call him. I said, no, don't call your pastor. The last person I want to talk to is your pastor. I don't even remember her dialing the phone. She instantly picked up her phone and he was on the line. I said, sir, I'm sorry. There's been a mistake. I don't want to talk to you or come to your church. And you have really weird members of your church. He said, well, you should still come. And then he said this, there must be a reason we are talking, right? And then it hit me. Is this God responding to me? No, it can't be. Yet I couldn't stop contemplating that even after she left. Is God real? I was thinking that the whole day. Tony comes home and I tell her that we should probably go to church and she comes with me. And we were saved that night by the preaching of the gospel in Pastor Scott Wilson's office in Framingham, South Middlesex Baptist Church. Listen, I don't think I had a demon. My parents would say that's debatable. But I was lost as could be. I wasn't in my right mind. I was in bondage to sin and death. And though I deserved the, the punishment of, of death and eternity in hell for sinning against an eternal God, Jesus steps in. He heals me by forgiving me and then adopting me into his family. And since then, I've grown to know him and to love him and to desire to serve him for the rest of my days. Like the man healed here by Jesus in our text. But what I want you to look at is in verse 39, listen to what Jesus says. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, the man proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. The man was told to return to declare the goodness of Jesus. And the man actually does it. That's what we're here doing today during our pie and praise. That's what pie and praise is all about. Christians don't miss that Jesus, he wants us to serve him. And one of the ways we do that is by going into the world and declaring great things about God. Second Corinthians 10, 17 says, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. We, we brag on our God because we, we just saw in the video, he is worthy to be praised. The prophet Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24, he says this, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I del delight, declares the Lord. 
The reason we are to declare what God has done for us because we are ambassadors for Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 20 through 21 says this, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him he might become the righteousness of God. So if you're here today and you are not a child of God, which can only be obtained by having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, he wants you to be reconciled to him. Jesus is all he says he is. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the, the Son of God who has been given all power and he's been given all authority. And with that power and with that authority, he is love. And he will forgive your trespasses just like he forgave mine. But he's also a holy God who will not overlook you rejecting his salvation found only in Jesus. I pray that you would be reconciled to this good God that you've heard so much about today. I'll leave you with, uh, again, 1 John 2, 16 through 17. It says, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, we've heard so many uh, testimonies of your goodness and your grace and how you've worked in the lives of uh, all of us here. And I, I thank you um, that we were able to, uh, whoever decided this many years ago to take time out of the year to just stop and to worship you and praise you for how good you are. I, th I thank you for that. Father, I pray that you would, for your people here, those who know you, that you would remind us of your goodness, that we would uh, brag on you, boast in only you to ourselves, but also to others. That we would tell who you are, that we would tell your story. Uh, we would tell people about Jesus and what Jesus, what Jesus, what you've done for us. That we would uh, know our word and, and be in the scripture enough to speak your truth to others. To speak life into the ears of others. Lord, I just thank you that you use us, those who deserve your wrath. You save us. Call us into your family. I thank you for using us. I pray that open door would continue for until you return. Jesus will continue to be a place where the gospel is preached, where we brag on you, God, where we sing about you, think about you, and that our fellowship with each other is centered around you. And we can only do that with your spirit, God. I pray your spirit would touch our hearts, that we would be we would be your people. Not just on Sundays, but every day that you give us breath. For those here who do not know you, I pray that you would, I ask that you would come speak to us about this God that you've heard about this morning. Because he not only loves us, he loves you. He desires for you to turn from Satan who hates you, who continuously lies to you, who tells you that you can uh, uh, worship other gods or, 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 or not obey the creator God, the one true God, yet he is a deceiver, a liar, as Jesus says. 
that all of us, when we die, will stand before God and will have to answer for neglecting the salvation that's only found in Jesus Christ. Jesus tells us that we can be right with God. We can be right, have our sins forgiven. If we ask, if we repent, if we agree with God that we are sinners and ask for forgiveness, we, be, we will be forgiven. And that is done because Jesus died on the cross. He paid it all as we sang for us. His precious blood was slain for us. We didn't get the punishment that we deserve. Jesus took the punishment and he rose three days later, signifying that the price had been paid. So I just pray that you would accept that salvation today, that you would ask the Lord to be your savior, that you would repent of your sins, agree with God that you are a sinner. And he promises he will forgive us and come into our lives. And then you start to walk and journey with God. And as you've heard from these testimonies that God never forsakes us. Father, thank you for never forsaking us. Please be with us uh, for the rest of the day as we uh, go downstairs and, and get to eat together and fellowship together. Thank you even for that, Lord. Let's call this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you were blessed by this week's message and be sure to tune in next week. Please share with a friend if you so desire and feel free to check out our website www.opendoorbelmont.com or send us an email with any questions you might have to questions at opendoorbelmont.com You can also find us on YouTube where you can view past sermons and tune into our live stream on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. This has been a production of Open Door Baptist Church in Belmont, Massachusetts. My name is Doug McLeod and I hope you have a blessed week.